2: And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: Trump's infomercial on CNN goes swimmingly? There's a crisis of faith in the church, and the numbers prove that the spirit of the age is alive and well, and we're going to take a deep dive into the House oversight allegations against the Biden crime family. I'm Andrew Coppins, flying solo on this Thursday, deep dive edition of Critical Thinking. All right, everybody. So we know that Donald Trump went on CNN last night for what I believe was just going to be, you know, an infomercial for Donald Trump and probably some sparring back and forth between CNN and Donald Trump. And that's exactly what we got. I don't want to dive too deep into the details of what took place other than to say this. CNN was a winner in the ratings, obviously, but they came across as the major loser of the night for me because Donald Trump showed their cards, and then came with receipts on multiple occasions, including literally pulling paper out of his uh, breast pocket of his suit coat, right, and literally, literally laying out the falsehoods that the media has uh, produced. Whether that's around January six, whether that is around um, you know the twenty twenty election, and and on and on and on. So CNN comes across as a major loser in that respect. They win because they got the ratings. But ultimately, Donald Trump comes across as the biggest winner here because he reminded the MAGA Forever base that he's still who he says he is and still is who he was. All the things that MAGA Forever likes about Donald Trump were on full display last night on CNN. And for that, he wins. He has a big time reminder of why these individuals continuously voted for him, not held their nose like I had to and voted for him. In the second time, I did not vote for Donald Trump in the first election in 2016. Say what you will about that vote and what came of Evan McMullen. We can only deal with the information that is in front of us at the time. And there were no indications of where Evan McMullen would eventually turn at that point in time. Also, uh, don't trust an ex CIA individual, uh, at least an ex CIA spook, not an ex CIA analyst, but an ex CIA spook. Um, don't trust somebody who's been a longtime staffer in Washington, D.C. That's the Evan McMullen situation. But back to Donald Trump and CNN last night, I mean, he had people laughing. He had people cheering. He had people in the audience booing CNN. He had people in the palm of his hand. That's the truth of the matter. And because of that, whatever you think of what he said, were there falsehoods? Were there half-truths? Of course there were. But there were also falsehoods half-truths, and outright defamatory statements made by CNN. And I think there's actually a bigger winner than Donald Trump that played out on CNN last night, and that's Byron Donalds. And some of you may remember him as the person that uh, the, the gang of 20 or the gang of 16 or whatever it was that ended up holding up um, Kevin McCarthy's speakership. They coalesced around him. And there's a reason for it, because I think he shows absolute leadership. He shows some of the same MAGA, if you will, tendencies, uh, at least policy-wise. But he presents himself in a manner that is antithetical. I, I would love to see Byron Donalds um, have his status elevated on a national level, because he went on CNN and literally looked across the table at van jones and called him a liar to his face and then told him to shut up and let me speak he took on uh anderson cooper and other individuals on cnn and literally a quote unquote fellow republican literally to their faces and told them you're not going to interrupt me you're not going to get me off of message you're not going to distract from the things that the American people want to talk about and I thought the the brightest point that Donald's made in a post uh Trump town hall roundtable I think there was like nine or twelve individuals on this roundtable on CNN was the point that CNN is the one that brought up the 2020 election so what is Donald Trump supposed to do refuse to answer the question and then move on or take the question on and <clears throat> Byron Donalds basically said look my drawers would have been for him to have said i don't care about 2020 i want to focus on 2024 because there are major problems now i would also suggest that donald trump's major problem is the fact that he is part and parcel of the decision making that created some of the inflationary pressures the de- the, well, not depression, the recession that we are feeling and all of the economic strife is part and parcel of decisions that he made and that Joe Biden furthered and made worse by spending double, triple, quadruple what Donald Trump was spending. And if you have spent, you know, four times the amount that you spent previously and it is causing you to mound up debt upon debt upon debt upon debt. And then the next year, you go from four times to three and a half times the amount that you should be spending. Is that something that you should be breaking about? No, it's not. That's literally what the Joe Biden campaign and the Biden White House is attempting to tell you is a win. And it's not. But Byron Donalds got up in the face of CNN. After CNN, by the way, cut this off after about 69 minutes, that's right, about 69 minutes of what was scheduled to be a 90-minute situation, they just cut it off. That's how you knew that they lost last night. That's how you knew that they were unhappy with what was happening. And ironically, the individual who was quote-unquote moderating the town hall got her clock cleaned and overall i will say donald trump byron donald's winners cnn and that moderator absolute losers last night all right so all of that with notwithstanding because you're going to hear other people just pound this ad nauseum into your brain as if it's the only story that matters And that is stupid because there are two big stories. One about the faithlessness and the response to that faithlessness and the way that the spirit of the age has overtaken the church. Yes, both the Catholic church and the Christian churches more broadly. And we're going to talk about that. But before we do that, yesterday morning, um, as I was about to record Uh, this program, we began to see the evidence from the House Oversight Committee in regards to the Biden crime family. And I promised you that we would be breaking it down. And so that's what we're going to do up front here. But before we get into breaking this all down, folks, again, I cannot emphasize this enough, doing business with other businesses that are not even like-minded, but just simply want to produce good products and sell them to people regardless of what their belief system is regardless of if they're left right republican democrat red blue uh yellow for libertarian whatever your stripe is they just want to produce a great product and get it in the hands of as many people as possible and more businesses that do that should be rewarded so with your coffee dollars instead of spending it at a Starbucks at, or at that uh, coffee shop down the road that has the rainbow jihad flag on it. Spend it with a company that doesn't care about your politics. And then get really good coffee, like coffeebrandcoffee.com. Enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout for 5% off of your purchase today. I cannot tell you enough. This is small batched, individually roasted coffee, then put into the bag and shipped directly to you. You cannot get any fresher than that, even at your local coffee shop, unless they are roasting it themselves in the back. So go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout for 5% off of your purchase today. Again, if if you are not a coffee drinker, they've got cocoa, they've got tea, they've got all sorts of stuff that you might want to check out. coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code CRITICALTHINKING for 5% off your purchase today. Okay, so... The promised topic of the day. And I I can't say that I'm surprised by what the House Oversight Committee presented to the American people. Not in the least. Because I've been following it. And if you've been following it, if you've been looking into the money and kind of trying to follow the scheme, This is classic crime family stuff. This is classic money laundering. I mean, it's classic tax evasion. You know, when you look at um, Al Capone, right, uh, of the Chicago outfit, and when you look at how many of the individuals of the, you know, uh, Prohibition period and pre-1950s, pre-1960s, uh, mafia here in the United States of America, how they were dealt with, it was largely through the tax code. Why? Because they were skirting the tax code, right? They were quote-unquote earning money but never presenting that as earnings to the government. I think this is the road that you need to go down for the corruption of the Biden crime family because you can get them on these charges. Now, that having been said, what exactly did the House Oversight Committee bring in front of the American people. Because, hey, look, I know that we're all busy. I know that we all have our own things in life and that we can't always be on top of everything all the time. And that's why we're here to help you sort some of these things out, especially in this case. So let's start with this. Let's start with what uh, James Comer had to say on a kind of basic level. And this is Rep. James Comer, head of the or chair chairman of the House Oversight C- Committee. Instead
2: of being honest with the American people, President Biden has claimed since the 2020 election that his family has not received money from China. That was a lie in 2020, and he continues to lie to the American people now. The Bidens have received millions of dollars from China. It is inconceivable that the president did not know it. The White House refuses to correct the president's statements showing the president is now using the federal government to run interference for his families and his own role in these schemes.
0: And that's really the crux of the matter is that Joe Biden continues to lie, to obfuscate, to impede all of these investigations. He continues to attempt to manipulate the American people. And. This is so much like what Richard Nixon was attempting to do. The American people deserve to know whether their president is a crook or not. Well, you were a crook, Richard Nixon, and Joe Biden is an absolute crook. But here's the problem that I have. We have a Congress that we can't trust. We have a Congress that, while, yes, we are seeing these investigations happen, what is the accountability then James Comer? What are you going to do about this? What what are you what is the end game that you are seeking? Is it the removal of of Joe Biden from office? Is it stopping him from running in 2024? And then potentially allowing whomever wins the Republican primary, likely Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump. And I'm leaning towards Donald Trump at this point winning it, which brings up a whole another set of problems for for my internal, how do I vote during that presidential election? But that's a whole different bucket for a different time. What is the accountability that that you are going to go after? What is it? You can sit here and tell us we've got all the proof in the world and none of it matters unless action is going to be taken. How do I know that? Because the FBI has had most, if not all, of this information for years at this point, for literally at least since 2018, because there's a document out there that exists in the FBI. It's a form. I think it's 1029, I think is the number. If I'm correct on that, it's 1029 or 1041. Let me just take a quick gander at that. Okay, it's form um, FD 1023. And by the way, the FBI continues to uh, obfuscate, continues to obstruct. The Department of Justice is obstructing this, refusing to comply with a House GOP subpoena for a key document, right? That's the FD-1023 form that was revealed by a whistleblower. The form allegedly details a criminal scheme involving the Biden crime family, right? We know this to be true. How bad is this allegation? Well, it's a scheme involving then-Vice President Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. The FBI responded to the GOP request with the following, quote, "...sensitive law enforcement materials like FD-1023, confidential human source reporting forms, in which you have expressed interest, are critical to FBI's faithful execution of federal law and the protection of U.S. national security." And FD-1023 is one of many forms the FBI uses to collect and catalog information for its law enforcement and national security work. This form is used by the FBI agents to record unverified reporting from a confidential human source. Reporting by confidential human sources is one important form of highly sensitive law enforcement information upon which the FBI relies to develop leads, assess the credibility of potential evidence and sources, build investigations to take action to enforce criminal law, or protect national security okay, what the hell was the whistleblower or what the hell was the informant, aka confidential human source, telling you about the Biden family? That's what Congress is asking you for. And you refuse to provide any sort of, whether you want to do that in, in private, whether you know behind closed doors because there's some sort of natural security implication or whatever. This is information that these people need and you should be willing to give. More importantly, hear me out on this. This is about, shh, same side, bro, same side, right? And all the quote-unquote conspiracy theories that come out, you you would actually help yourself in the FBI when, if you were to produce this and then say, "We fought, here's the steps that we followed along that 1023 path, and we just couldn't verify the information. Well, uh, FBI, here's the bucket of bank statements that we have that might just help you on your investigatory uh, path. How about that? Now, we all know that Joe Biden cannot be criminally charged as the president of the United States. So the real accountability and the real path is there for the GOP to choose. And that path is either you absolutely lay to bear every piece of evidence and you use it to stifle a upcoming campaign, or you use it to impeach him. And you do so not on the basis of anything other than hard evidence. And you don't need, because impeachment is a political mechanism, but that political mechanism can then have consequences after he is removed from office. And we've talked about this time and again. This is a political will situation. Does the GOP have the political will to do the right thing? And the right thing here is for that that information that the House Oversight Committee has, okay, to take that in front of and produce charges for impeachment. Will they actually do it? the calculation might be, oh, this is going to be seen as as political retribution. No, it's not about political retribution. It's about, these are the things that I can prove to you right now. These are the things that are in front of us right now. What are you going to do about them? But uh, James Comer continued down the line and tells us way more about the connections between the Biden crime family and not just money, by the way.
2: The committee has reviewed thousands of bank records from individuals and companies affiliated with the Bidens and their associates. It has received these bank records pursuant to four subpoenas I've issued to different banks. These were targeted and specific subpoenas, and each was different based on the information we believed the banks possessed. Every one of those subpoenas returned valuable information that had been unreported and that contributed to this committee's understanding of how the Bidens conducted their businesses. The committee is concerned by the complicated, suspicious network of over 20 companies. We have identified the Bidens and their associates used to enrich themselves. Most of these companies were limited liability companies formed during Joe Biden's vice presidency. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their companies. Some of that money came from a Chinese company and went to Hunter Biden's company. Other transfers occurred with the help of Rob Walker, who then sent it on to different Biden family members. This is not how lawful businesses operate. Chinese nationals affiliated with the Bidens created limited liability companies in the United States and then in a short period of time transferred their interest to a Chinese company that sent money to the Bidens. This is not normal. Hunter Biden and his associates courted business in countries that correlated directly with Joe Biden's work as vice president.
0: Now, again, I, I believe... I talked about this yesterday, and I've talked about this before. There's a difference between setting up LLCs and layers of businesses and uh, trust and and all that sort of stuff for anonymity purposes. That in and of itself is not illegal, and it's likely a really smart thing, especially if you're owning multiple properties or you are attempting to be anonymous with the money that you do or don't have, Okay. There's a difference between anonymity and setting up a a corporate structure, not even a corporate structure, but setting up a structure in which money is put into a more advantageous tax situation. There's a difference between that and layering and scheming LLCs to hide, not, not anonymize, but to hide whom is paying whom. That's what the Biden crime family was good at. They figured out how to layer LLCs. Again, what James Comer laid out there is not just that they had LLCs that Chinese companies were putting money into, and that LLC on the backside came out to at least nine, if not now 20, by the way, but nine identified, including Haley Biden, by the way. That's right. We're going to get into that in a second. But I want to. I want you to understand that. There is a difference between anonymity and attempting to obfuscate. There's a massive difference between anonymity of ownership, okay, a tax and legal anonymity, and more importantly, how do you structure this legally so that you are protecting your own physical assets, okay? That's what LLCs, S-Corps, all of those types of things are meant to be able to do. They provide liability against your personal assets. So your personal assets cannot be touched. There's a system involved in all of that. There's a difference between that and what the Bidens were doing, largely because what James Comer said there. Did you catch the part about Chinese companies setting up American corporations, aka LLCs, right? And then those LLCs getting funding directly from China and funneling it directly to LLCs that Hunter Biden and other Biden family members were controlling. And then those LLCs paying out on the backside. They are literally setting up a absolute racketeering case. If, if at the worst here, but there's still more. Um, so I want you to see what this actually looks like. Okay. I want you to see this. So if you're not watching on Rumble, go to rumble.com backslash critical thinking right now, rumble.com backslash critical thinking because the house oversight committee, um, talked about the payments to China. Okay. And they set it up very well in a flow chart basically what was happening is money was going from chairman yi okay in, in so china to chairman yi then going to either hudson west the 5th guang uh which uh Hunt, Hunt, hudson west 5 or whatever um it's a a company that was set up okay then that individual has CEFC infrastructure, uh, which is a corporation controlled by the Chinese for energy. Okay. Then there's also Hudson West III, which is involved with Lion Hall Group. Also, uh, Zhang Wendong. Okay. You have the CEFC infrastructure paying directly to Hunter Biden under the Owasso Private Corporation, Owasso LLC. Um, contentless LLC. Okay. James and Sarah Biden. That's Joe Biden's brother, by the way, who for years now we have known to be the tip of the spear of this corruption. He has used Joe Biden's position of quote unquote influence to absolutely get filthy effing rich. Then we have the State Energy HK Limited. So these are the CEFC infrastructure is direct monetary payment. Then we have the second portion of this, just in case, where they're going to pay them in diamonds, right, which have intrinsic value to them through State Energy HK Limited to Robinson Walker, a.k.a. Rob Walker. That's a name that you've heard already, right? To the LLC. There's also Vuk Jeremic, the Center for International Relations and Sustainable Development, paying directly to Hunter Biden. Not once, but twice. Also a quote-unquote unknown Biden who's likely to be, <clears throat> wait for this, Joe Biden. They also paid off James and Sarah Biden and Haley Biden. Yes, Hunter Biden's former lover, aka, also known as um, Bo Biden's f- widow. We have multiple members of this family absolutely profiting off of China. Folks, I I hope you understand this. I really do hope you understand what's in front of you right now. This, This is classic money laundering. This is classic racketeering. This is classic tax evasion. All of it being laid out in front of you. And what was the media is covering? MSNBC didn't cover this. CNN didn't cover this press conference. It wasn't anywhere to be found. Meanwhile, what were they tweeting about? George Santos, the absolute moron who deserves to have been indicted, which he was. He was arrested yesterday. That's what they decided to cover. Which of these two things is an actual story, by the way? Which of these two things deserves your full attention? George Santos being a corrupt, lying SOB or Joe Biden the President of the United States, then Vice President, being alleged to be involved in a pay-to-play scheme, in influence peddling, racketeering, money laundering. This is literally what um, they, this is almost as if we were watching a case against the cartels in Mexico, the case against the mafia, right, as they get the racketeering charges and the money laundering charges going in the 80s and 90s. This is literally like watching um, John Gotti go down. This is this is this level of stuff, folks. That's not important. Well, they, they didn't have the goods. Their job is not to produce the goods to the public, by the way, yet their job is to lay the case out. This is just like a charging indictment, okay, in a prosecutorial sense you don't have to lay your full case out. You don't have to whoop, all of your discovery, just puke it all out on, on a piece of paper. No, you need to get the bare minimum in front of a judge. You need to get the bare minimum in front of the United States people and also show that you have some of the receipts and then keep the big stuff for later. Now, this is political, so I would suggest the the headline here needs to be large, but we have an entire corporate media class that is wholly uninterested. If you ever wondered or questioned whether or not these people were about seeking truth or about their side winning, how they decided to cover what they covered and when they covered it yesterday is all the proof you need. Because if the name was, The name was Donald Trump, and that was Nancy Pelosi and others getting up in front of uh, the cameras making this statement. You bet your ass they would have been all over it. You bet bet they would have been covering this 24-7. They would have canceled anything else, and this is all you would have heard about. Instead, it's absolute crickets. Again, today, roughly... Three and a half, almost four years later, at least three and a half years later, we still have zero search mentions of Tony Bobulinski on CNN. Zero. And he literally brings receipts to the crowd that says, yeah, but uh, Donald Trump, you're correct. If, if, They had the actual goods on Donald Trump and his family being involved in pay-to-play schemes and money laundering and, you know, um, all that sort of stuff. Bring it. The problem that I've had with the charges that were being brought against Donald Trump from a political impeachment standpoint was that they, they just didn't have the goods. That's the reality. They didn't have anything other than people who have an absolute ax to grind, attempting to bring stuff in front of them. The January 6th committee is a great example of exactly this type of uh, political, not pursuit of the truth, but pursuit of political ends. And that's got to stop. The reality is here. Do, Do we believe that bank statements? Do we believe that whistleblowers? Do we believe that there are witness testimonies that are backed up by evidence, not just whom is speaking and whom can corroborate whom else's, but what other evidence besides people's words is there? And it appears there's a lot of this happening. But it begs the question, where's the FBI been? It begs the question, where's the IRS been? Have anybody decided this is this is what you are up against, folks? This is what we are as a society are up against. It is the the bureaucrats, their political will be done versus you. And this is also part and parcel of what's going on with e Verify right now. They're gonna vote on it this morning after carving out an exemption for egg employees, by the way. So the the big farm industry can employ at really shitty prices, migrant workers, without ever having to verify whether they are legal to work here in the United States or not. They're going to specially carve that out. But the rest of us are going to be subject to government interaction in order to be employable. That's right, to be employable going forward. You have to register into a system to be employable loyable the government will now control your ability they have the on-off switch as to whether somebody will be able to hire you or not and we've never ever seen people abuse their specific powers we've never seen them just go straight down the we have never seen them decide to use their own political agenda they've never used they've never taken their political agenda, pulled a lever of power and used it against their political and we've never seen. Oh, wait. Yes, we have. But we're going to give that power up to the very people who won't even investigate just simple matters of truth. Literally, we have the DOJ, we have the the FBI saying, yeah, we had a form in front of us, nothing we didn't we just decided to do nothing with it we get these confidential human sources all the time and pfft. okay so what did the confidential human source tell you and what did you do to verify or disprove the information coming from the very same people by the way who literally used political operative research bullshit research that they knew was bullshit to get FISA warrants to spy on political enemies these are the layers of the onion. You need to understand this is not as simple as we we have to be about the truth. No, we have to be about the truth and about using our own political will in pursuit of the truth to get us away from political assassination attempts. And what do I mean by political assassination attempts? Assassination of character, assassination of of. Their positions. I'm not talking about actual assassination. I am talking about how they politically chop you off. We have to we have to be better than that, but we have to be able to use the levers of power that are in front of us to get there. We can't just say, well, that that was bad and corrupt, how they went down the road of impeachment. That was terrible, right? We can't just say that was terrible and then on our side, decide not to use the lever of power that's in front of us to right the ship. They did something bad with something that is good, right? They, let, let, let's say this, right? They welded the wrong side. If you weld the right side of the same thing and the ship rights itself and doesn't tip over, is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a good thing. So, let's use the levers of power that exist for the betterment of our society. And I would argue that taking on any sort of corruption, whether that's from your side or the other, and by the way, do you see anybody on the right saying that George Santos shouldn't have been indicted? No, that's how big of a non-story it is. George Santos is a moron, is a liar, is a cheat, is a horrible human being and deserves everything that is coming his way, both legally and politically. It's just that simple. Just that simple. I'm interested in the truth. And it appears, based off of evidence, not just testimony, but real hard evidence, that these individuals are absolutely the worst of the corrupt. Now, we also know that Nancy Pelosi's son has enriched himself. We know that multiple members of Congress and the Senate have had family members just magically become multimillionaires. This is the tip of the spear. And when you you split that, what happens to the rest of it? It falls away. It goes away. We have to deal with it. We have to cut the head of the snake and then deal with the rotten body afterwards. That's what we have to do here. I hope you understand it. And Nancy Mace lays out a really good case. Now, I'm not a super fan of Nancy Mace, but there are times in which, especially on corruption, on law and order, if you will, I think she's fantastic on it. Let's hear what she had to say on this.
1: These people didn't come to Hunter Biden because he understood world politics or that he was experienced in it or that he understood Chinese businesses. They wanted him for the access his last name gave them. Access to the Chinese Communist Party they couldn't otherwise get. In March of 2017, the same Chinese company that sent three million to Vuk Jeremic sent three million to one of Biden's associates, who siphoned off 30 percent. As Annie Biggs mentioned, we see that repeated over and over again. Siphoned off 30 percent or a million dollars to Hunter Biden, James Biden, Halle Biden. Why they? Why she would need that? <laughs> and an unknown Biden bank account. The committee has written to Vuk Jeremik and Rob Walker, but they have both refused to cooperate with the oversight committee. The Biden family needs to answer for this, and the DOG, DOJ needs to get off its ass and investigate. We've done the work for them so they can't screw it up now. If these allegations, any of these allegations are proven true, then someone with the last name Biden needs to be charged, prosecuted, and maybe spend a little time in prison to take to account and responsible for the actions they've taken today.
0: Oh, isn't that cute? We need to make sure that the DOJ and the FBI. No, 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 no. Now, there are, that is part and parcel of the accountability here. But you in Congress need to take these people to account. You in Congress, you need to use your position of power correctly. You don't need to abuse your position of power. You need to use it correctly. You need to demand more. Of these individuals you need to make sure that they come in front of you or are held in contempt you need to pursue political impeachment of the president of the united states why because we already know the fbi and the doj will do nothing you exposing that they don't care they don't care Because the people that are in the positions of power within these organizations, within the DOJ, within the FBI, within DHS, more broadly, they don't care about doing anything in pursuit of the truth. They care about making sure their side wins. So if you care about the truth winning, you are the lever of power that matters. You've already seen it with that form from the FBI, as we talked about, Nancy Mace. You've already known that they will do nothing to pursue justice, the truth, get to the bottom of this. We know that. And we've known it for decades, by the way, if you've been paying attention, that the people in the positions of power are only interested in their power and anything that would get in the way of that. Anything that gets in the way of their political will being done, they will destroy. So my advice to those on the House Oversight Committee, number one, get your ducks in a row and get that impeachment indictment going, number one. And then number two on this list is get your house in order. Get your own house in order because they ain't going down without a fight. And you better be prepared to take this fight through not just the Biden crime family, but through the layers upon layers of corruption and bureaucratic nightmare that exist in the Department of Justice that exist in not just there, but the FBI, the CIA, other organizations. You better be willing to continue to be dogged in pursuit of the truth. Will you? Because without that, we cannot, we're still going to be in the same position, even if you get Joe Biden and impeach him and get him off of the 2024 campaign trail one way or the other, whether that's through some sort of conviction, which good luck getting that through in the uh, Senate with, um, with Mitch McConnell, with Mitt Romney and those toast Republicans out there. Good luck. Do you think Kirsten Cinema, Joe Manchin are going to buck the Democratic trend? Which two or three or four Democrats are you going to get on your side? They're playing for keeps. You better be playing for keeps. So what's your strategy? Where are you going? What's the accountability that you are after? Is the accountability just with the Biden crime family? Because if so, nothing is going to change. We're still going to have the same corruption. We're still going to have the same corrupt FBI, the same corrupt DOJ, DHS. We're still going to have unelected bureaucrats who are more interested in politically winning than pursuit of actual justice and truth. And by the way, the FBI, if you know the history of it, has been corrupt from the very get-go. You know that it existed for political persecution. How, J. Edgar Hoover. That's how. Take a look at his history. Take a look at what he used the "quote unquote" predecessor, what became the FBI. Look at what he did with that, and how he was targeting people, and whom he was and wasn't targeting. That's how we know it. All right. So I want to get off of that subject here a little bit because I also want you to understand that it that part and parcel of the spirit of the age, working through the I have to politically win crowd in the bureaucracy and all of that, is the spirit of the age that is killing off the church in America. And there are numerical pieces pieces of evidence and then heretical pieces of evidence of what people inside and outside of the church are saying, doing, and presenting to you. First and foremost, though, um, NotTheB.com presents uh, a really interesting case about the Southern Baptist uh, Convention. Okay. And it notes in a headline SBC loses 457,000 members, 416 congregations in 2022, the largest decline in a century. A new LifeWay report highlights that the Southern Baptist Convention lost 457,371 members in 2022, putting the Christian denomination several million below its highest membership numbers in 2006. And by the way, this article also notes that this number is the lowest since the 70s, by the way, not just down from its peak, but they're, it, they're below where they were 50 years ago. Yeah, almost 50 years ago at this point. So I want you to think about that. How does that happen? Well, it happens if there's some sort of schism, some sort of weird thing going on here. One of two things is happening. Either the Southern Baptist Convention has become heretical and the congregation is calling it out, or the spirit of the age is working through the people and people are leaving church because they don't believe in Jesus Christ anymore. One of these two things is true, the other is untrue. Is there minute percentage of those people existing? Possibly, but I will tell you this, if you are part of the SBC, if you are part, if you are Southern Baptist, folks, you this is about as hardcore Christian evangelical Christian as you could possibly get. Well, I'm Catholic, so I I don't know what's going on internally. What I do know though, is the people that they have chosen to be leaders of the Southern Baptist Convention over the last 10 years have led them down a very dark, heretical pattern. Preaching at non-denominational churches, not just, by the way, invited guests and doing some sort of guest lecture for some woman's group or men's group or or whatever have you, but literally preaching from the pulpit at non-denominational churches. What Say what? This would be akin to a Catholic priest deciding to hold mass and get up and do something at a Jewish synagogue. Say what? Now, the um, <clears throat> excuse me. The uh, Southern Baptist Convention information from um, Not the Bee continues as they note, <clears throat> according to Lifeway, total SBC membership went from approximately thirteen point six eight million in 2021 to 13.22 million, noting that the 457,371 members lost is the largest single year numerical drop in more than 100 years. This is, folks, I want you to understand this. This is the largest evangelical denomination in existence in America. What is happening? What is going on? Well, folks, um, when you look at the spirit of the age working through the church, right, I, I just, I mean, think about this, okay? We have <clears throat> the new leader of the Southern Baptist Convention coming in, in, um, I believe it was summer of 2021, stating a statement or putting out a statement of belief, right, when it comes to God that says, God is the creator and ruler of the universe. He has eternally existed in three persons, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. These three are co-equal parts of one God. Now, you might be saying, what the F? If you are evangelical, if you're Catholic, right? You might be thinking to yourself, they're not co-equal parts of one God. That that That's heretical. I, I just this is what we call, okay, Trinitarian heresy. This is absolute heresy. Now, the SBC did what? Well, they backtracked after getting absolutely destroyed on Twitter over this. Now, it sounds a little inside baseball, right, on theology, but basically what you need to know if you are not a inside baseball Christian. If you are maybe somebody who's a higher level and they don't necessarily go deep into the Bible or whatever. But defining God in co-equal parts is a false teaching. It does not affirm the personhood of each person of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. The short name for this is um, partialism. And we've talked about this. To deny the Trinity to deny the quote-unquote personhood of the Trinity, is heretical. One cannot be Christian and believe in this. That doesn't work. It is antithetical to literally every teaching on and in the New Testament. Now, do I believe that the Southern Baptist Convention believes in that type of heresy? No. Why? Because they backtracked it right away. It could have simply been a misstatement. However, when you back it up with what Beth Moore has done, when you back it up with other people, and you back it up with the fact that we have the Southern Baptist Convention and other evangelical uh, denominations deciding to do what? Partner with He Gets Us? He Gets Us? Seeking to introduce people to the real Jesus, right? We need we need to be evangelizing, right? Absolutely, because that is absolutely at the heart of every Christian faith. By the way, yes, even the Catholic faith. Faith. It's why there are Catholic missions, right? It's evangelizing while also doing good works. But I want you to think about this, okay? When you look at He Gets Us, they're about humanizing Jesus, right? And emphasizing his humanity. Now, I'm not against that because he was fully human, right? But they're doing so at the expense of the divinity of Jesus Christ. For instance, the people at He Gets Us, which have been endorsed by the Southern Baptist Conference and other, other evangelical faiths. Some believe Jesus lived a perfect life for others. That's a stretch either way. As we searched for themes to share, it became apparent to us that Jesus set a high bar for himself and for others. He taught things such as love your enemies, forgive those who intentionally wronged you and don't judge others. Easy in theory, tougher in practice. Now, either way, either way, Either Jesus did or he didn't live a perfect life. That is an absolute heretical look at Jesus Christ. That would be to deny his divinity, not a, not a recognition of his humanity. To say that maybe he did or maybe he didn't lead a perfect life. No, 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 no. To believe in the Christian f- faiths, whatever you want to believe it, whether that's Catholicism and or whether that's Southern Baptist or Lutheran or you know Presbyterian or whatever, you must believe in the divinity, thus the perfection that is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ lived a absolute perfect life. He did. Period, point blank. How do we know that? Because he was living a life led by his father, God. God drove his life. And he fulfilled the scripture, the prophecy, right? He was in that fulfillment. He led a perfect life so that our sin may be forgiven. Either way, he gets us, doesn't unequivocally state that Jesus lived a perfect life, which would mean he is not God. And if he's not God, if he is not the right hand, seated at the right hand of God, if he is not part of that Trinity, there is no Christian belief. None. None. And I, I think back to 1 Corinthians um, verse 15, or chapter 15, excuse me, verse 19. If we have put our hope in Christ for this life only, we should be pitied more than anyone. Again, if we have put our hope in Christ for this life only, we should be pitied more than anybody. Jesus had anxiety. Jesus was this. Jesus did that. Jesus, you know, loved the prostitute. What's the other Part of that story, right? Jesus had anxiety. Dimin- diminishing Jesus' divinity is what they're attempting to do. They're attempting to strip the divinity of Jesus to make him look like you and I, like every sinner on earth. No. No. Jesus Christ didn't sin, he died was resurrected in fulfillment of the Scriptures so that our sin may be forgiven. In that we accept Jesus Christ and God into our lives. Baptism. We recognize one baptism for the forgiveness of sins and the protection of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Now, what about Scripture. Well, he dined at tables of the wealthy men whose riches were won with lies and corruption. He crossed over racial boundaries to eat with people who do not look like him. He invited everyone to the table. No exceptions and no expectations. No exceptions and no expectations? No expectations? Ah, oh, hell no. Ah, oh, hell no. Jesus had very clear expectations. Jesus Christ had very clear expectations of those he was dining with, those he healed, those he interacted with. It is literally all over the New Testament, story after story, parable after parable, chapter after chapter, book after book. Jesus had very high expectation. He didn't just, you get cured and you get cured. What are we doing here? Now, lest you think it's just the Southern Baptist Church, by the way, I'm going to present to you one real big example from the Catholic Church of just how deep the spirit of the age, aka the devil, has been working within the Catholic church. And this, by the way, is not going to be all that shocking in terms of there's a gay priest in in Catholicism, but I want you to hear this. This is a gay priest uh, writing in outreach just a few weeks ago. I dream of a Catholic church that celebrates and embraces LGBTQ people. Quote, I come to you as a black gay priest and theologian. I am informed not only by my sexuality, my faith, and my study of the church's ethical beliefs, but also by the traditions of black freedom struggles in the United States. These struggles at their core are matters of the soul and the spirit, and so I will speak to you out of my whole self for my sexuality, my faith, my vocation, and my racial identity inform all of who I am. But for my emotional and spiritual health, I cannot, and for my moral and ethical integrity, I will not bracket my quote-unquote black self in order to be quote-unquote gay. So you can take that, you can take what makes you comfortable. You have to take all of me or none of me. I don't want to spend my energies building a church or a world where only part of me is welcomed, valued, and loved. Because if you accept only part of me, then you are not accepting me. As I thought about what I wanted to share with you, the phrase dreaming while queer came to me. I want to speak about the power of dreams, of dreaming while queer, of dreaming as black and dream and queer person of faith. Folks, I'm gonna read this again. You have to take all of me or none of me. I don't want to spend my energies building a church or a world where only part of me is welcomed, valued, and loved. Only part of me is valued, welcomed. And love. This is absolutely the spirit of the age. This is the church of me in a prime example. And this won't shock those of you who are Catholic. This person is a person of Jes- Jesuit tradition, going to Marquette University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, graduating in 1979, being a Jesuit priest himself. The most radical, most heretical parts of the faith exist. And here's a shocker the current pope is a Jesuit, the only Jesuit pope, and I hope the last Jesuit pope. You wonder how we get the Catholic universities who don't actually live out Catholic teachings, doctrine, faith. 99% of them are Jesuit, by the way, when this happens. This is absolutely antithetical to the teachings of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, love the sinner, not the sin. We have talked about this time and time again. What that person is attempting to tell you is the church, that Jesus Christ, that God must accept your sin, and that's it. You have to accept that, not that I am a sinner, you have to accept that I'm a sinner, And that I am not going to correct my sin. I am not going to rebuke my sin. I'm not going to repent of my sin. I'm just going to continue down that road. And oh, by the way, I'm going to wear the frock of the priesthood. And oh, by the way, I'm going to populate the priesthood over and over and over again. I've had my druthers with the Catholic Church when it comes to this forever. These people need to be expelled from the church. Period. Point blank. Are priests human? Absolutely. Do they sin? Absolutely. But do you understand your sin, and are you working to repent and do not of that sin again? By and large, the Catholic Church has allowed this to go on for way, way too long. To deny my whole self. Yeah, guess what? Part of the Catholic teaching is self-denial the things that you would like to have pleasure about in your life that are sinful in nature, you must work on self-denial. You have to deny parts of yourself, quote-unquote. That includes sexual pleasure, by the way. Your, quote-unquote, sexuality, by the way. Hence the, you shouldn't commit adultery. Hence, you shouldn't have sex before marriage. Now, if you do engage in sex before marriage, you have a path towards redemption, as long as that is confession and repentance of sin. You don't just get to continue going on and on and on, doing whatever the hell you want to do with your life, being whatever you want to be, unrepentant in that, and continue down the path of faith. Now, guess what? Jesuit priests all over Twitter are celebrating this man. That's how deep into the spirit, the de- how deep the spirit of the age has gotten. Not just into the Catholic Church, but the Southern Baptist Convention. Not just into Orthodoxy. They are attempting to take the church and turn it into something completely antithetical to any godly teaching, to any any teaching of the Holy Trinity, to any teaching of Jesus Christ's message in the Gospels. Any of it. We don't even have to get into whether we believe in the, the tenets of all of the Catholic faith. We just need to know, do you actually believe in God, in Jesus being the Son of God, and the Holy Spirit being in Trinity? Do we even believe in the basic realities that make you Christian? Do you even believe those? That's that's where we are. It is the same thing when we talk about reviving liberty. Do we even believe in the basic principles of things like life, liberty, pursuit of happiness? Do we believe in life? Do we believe in liberty? Do we believe in property? What are the principles that we do or don't actually believe anymore? that's the problem that exists on almost every level in our society. We have to go to the basics. We don't even need to talk about tax policy and this percent versus that percent or flat tax versus whatever. We Or or this part of, of, of the US code versus that part of the US code. No, no, no. <clears throat> it is as simple as this. Do you believe in the basic tenets principles of liberty or not? Do you believe in the basic tenets and principles of not Catholicism, of not the Southern Baptist Convention, but of a belief in Christianity at its core? What are the things that every Christian should be should be believing, whether they are one denomination or another? We have people literally in front of us doing things that are antithetical to the teachings of Jesus Christ, to the literal words in the Bible, to the core tenets of any faith, whether that was Catholicism or the 95 thesis that Luther nails to the the cathedral door, right? At its core, Luther was saying, I still believe in the basic tenets and here are the things that I disagree with. I disagree with his disagreements, but I still believe in many of the same things, the basic tenets that make us similar, Do we even believe those anymore? That's what I want you to think about on this Deep Dive Thursday. Do we believe in those basic tenets? And that's part and parcel of this story, the story on um, the House Oversight Committee and the Biden crime family. Do we even believe, believe in the basic tenets of truth anymore? Do we even believe... It is impossible to be in fellowship with people who believe in the church of me because it's about their sin and not about their repentance of sin, but their want to be cloaked in God while sinning. And that their sin is okay and it they don't have to do anything about it. They just have to keep living life. And with that folks, please be smart, be safe. Be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. And as always, Matthew 547.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.